and at the height of their fame and glory, they turned on one another, each struggling in vain for ultimate supremacy. And the passion and depth of their struggle, the very art that had raised them to such Olympian heights, was lost. Their techniques vanished. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing? Man, we can't even... <laughs> There's not a moment to waste. <laughs> I'm literally laughing myself into hysterics over here. <laughs> because I'm just visualizing it still. Oh, it's so bad! <laughs> Man! Man! Yo, if Hobson wasn't laughed out of the music industry oh. before... <laughs> Dude, this makes fucking did the guy who invented college go to college look like fucking goddamn it I don't know what a genius verse. Oh my god, Hobson, what did you do? <laughs> You're making us we look like assholes right now, man. <laughs> I take this as a personal offense. We put our fucking necks out for Hobson. I know! We went to bat for Hobson, not once, but twice, <laughs> during the Pound Syndrome review. We gave it a rave review. We gave it a four. Still, positive review. And then what? Yeah. We had Rav on, and you and you and Rav went toe-to-toe about Hobson. And, no, I put this motherfucker at the top of my first two best songs of the year list. Oh my god. Right? That's terrible. See, here's the thing. Motherfuckers think, like, oh, uh, I'm the shit, like, I slithered in poop. Oh, y'all thought that was bad. No. 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 <laughs> no. This shit right here? This is the type of shit that makes me, that, that you need to reserve your rage for. <laughs> now, there might be people out there, since this shit seemed to just get brushed under the rug, oh, like, not right. even two They don't later. even know what we're talking about. <laughs> We've been talking for, like, five minutes about a thing they have no fucking clue. Fellas, ladies, sit down, strap yourselves in. <laughs> Hobson has a new single called Happy Ending. And, uh, there's a, there's a few places you could have gone with that. You know, it could be like, you know, you're, you're in a rough situation. You're maybe going through a breakup or whatever. But it all ends up alright in the end, and that's your happy ending. Uh, so much for my happy ending? Was that a fucking Kelly Clarkson song? You can have songs about happy endings and not have them be about getting fucked at a massage parlor. And again, you could write a song about getting fucked at a massage yeah, parlor. That's my thing. That's my thing. It's like I'm. I'm not saying that you can't make a song about that. You could easily do it. It's a very. It's low hanging fruit, mind yeah. you. One could write a song about getting fucked or getting hand jobs. At a massage parlor, although a whole song about that is a bit lazy. Maybe a verse, maybe a couple lines on acknowledging it. A whole song is a bit questionable, a bit suspect. But you don't need to... Dude, I don't even feel comfortable quoting it. He's at uh, uh, some restaurant, chilling with his guys... And they're having a nothing conversation. And the thing about it is, it's like, like the conversation is stupid. It's like, hey guys, uh, hey, uh, oh god, let me tell you about this thing that happened. Oh, it's so crazy. Oh guys, I gotta tell you. And it's like the first 40 seconds of the video for some reason. So that's what's confusing. It's like, why is it having this whole setup? Like, 
like it's gonna be like a story, you know, like it's gonna be some sort of like lesson or something, you know, like, oh, let me tell you about this crazy thing that happened, like, and you know, it would have been a good story if it was like, I went to a massage parlor, and I thought I was gonna get my rocks off, but like, the police came in or something like that, and I had to break out through the back, and I was naked, and you know what I mean, like, if something crazy went down, like, I understand this sort of setup, but it's literally just like, let me tell you about the time I went to a massage parlor, and... I just had sex with this girl. This song, the setup, reminds me so much of 13 and Good. <laughs> because this is the exact same thing, except in this in fucking Karis one is like, walks up to his friends, I walked up in the place. Very big space. By the way, that is a terrible opening line for that song, by the way. I don't think we ever acknowledged that. <laughs> I walked into the place. Very big space. Oh, the teacher. <laughs> Knowledge reigning supreme. No, but even then, that terrible song told a story. Exactly. There was something happening. Shit hit the fan, and he had to get out of there. It's not a good story, Th- there, there's, But there's at least, like, a conflict. Yeah, there was a conflict. There wasn't really much of a resolution. What's the moral? Oh, uh, there is no moral. You finished the story for me. It's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. There is I... no moral. <laughs> there are no morals. I have no morals. <laughs> <laughs> but in this song, in this song in particular, because yeah. we're, we're dancing all around it. Yeah, we're fucking... <laughs> I do not want to do it. I, I don't want to do it to him. He did it, he did it to himself, though. So, oh, man. Which one of us is going to have to fucking just read the chorus? Uh, it's not just the fact that he went to a massage parlor and got, and, got his, and got his dick rubbed. He got his rocks off, right. It's specifically the fact... Oh. It's specifically the fact that on the chorus, he felt like imitating the Asian woman's voice. Oh. And so, oh. for the sake of, uh, just a, can we just sample it? Do I have to say it? And here's the thing, here's the thing. Like, he said, uh, you know, he took down the video from YouTube, but... I mean, is that still on the album? Hopefully that shit will just get left in the annals of time. Because that is... Jesus fucking Christ! What the fuck made you think that was a good idea? Like, that's horrible! Like, my thing is, it's like, how do you go up to the studio, right? And you're like, play the beat back. And the guys, you know, people are in the studio looking at you ready to hear what you brought to the studio, and you start singing this, and nobody says anything? Like, nobody goes, oh, stop, 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 What the fuck are you doing? Like, it's so bold in its horribleness. It's one of those things where, I don't know about you, but my, my mind goes like, there has to be a point to this. There has to be some sort of joke. There's no way someone would sincerely make a song that's, imitating an Asian woman's voice and and be doing it like bold face. There's no point. There's no parody. There's no satire. It's just... Don't those Asian women sound funny? This is the smaller complaint compared to 
the obvious glaring problem. The song is just really fucking bad. Yes. Like, this is just how the f- first verse goes. Yup, just a normal day on my favorite website, Backpage.com. I was scrolling through hoes, looking for a bitch to fuck. I'm like, that bitch, uh-huh. What, what's one of those fucking lines even fucking rhymed? Um, fuck and huh, almost? <laughs> I'm just gonna call her. Then I saw an ad pop up. I'm like, wait, oh my god. You see, I had a really long day, and I just could not ta- turn down an Asian massage. So I called him up and I said, hello, when is your next slot available? She said, you can come right now. Fuck yeah, hurry up, because I'll wait for you. Like, now we just got a shitty conversation as part of the verse. Mm-hmm. And the pacing is all wrong. Yeah. It's just the most lazily, like, thrown together. But, I will say, have you seen Hobson's response? What? If you post this video, like you said, how... In your right mind, could you post a video like this and think it's okay? It got flagged, it got removed, so naturally, your boy Hobson is gonna have to take a step back and say, Man, you know, I fucked up. You're right. People gotta be taught, like, I can't be doing this shit on my own. I can't be separating myself. People need to tell me when I'm fucking up. His response. I busted my ass on that happy ending video. I can't believe they removed my shit. Fucked up my whole marketing campaign. Oh, if your marketing (laughs) campaign is on Asian stereotypes, you you did a bad fucking marketing campaign, you dumb asshole. What a fucking dick. I feel so bad for for the Asian women in this video. Like, you know they just wanted to do a job. And like, you know, like, they they, they came in and like, and, and you know, they specifically have these lyrics, uh... Uh, they, they had to learn the lyrics, you know, oh, so they had to yeah. be like, all right, because, you know, they had to talk to them. So they're like, <laughs> okay, well, how, how, does, how does the song go? You know, this happens in music videos all the time. You have to learn the lyrics. And then they hear, hello, how you doing? I can give you a good. And they're just like, you know, there's just like that first couple of seconds where it's just like, should I leave? Should I leave? <laughs> like, you know, should I just get the fuck out. It's like when you were hearing about that one movie Adam Sandler made for Netflix. Yeah. And it was all the Native Americans in there, and, like, all the jokes were, like, about Native American stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And a few of them actually did, like, walk off the set. They're like, <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, I imagine there had to have been a moment where, again, maybe, maybe these women were found on, like, Backpage. You know, maybe they were just, like, looking for any kind of acting gig for a paycheck. We don't know. M- maybe they're fucking part of SAG. We don't know. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Oh, Molly just ran in. Um, oh, Hobson posted something a few hours ago. Um, mm. yes, I was on that So Raven back in 2001 for one episode. If Raven had known I was Mr. Illmind back then... She would have had her mouth open a little closer to my penis in that scene. Thank you, Molly. Thank you very much for that. That's very insightful. He can uh, go to hell for that. But anyway. <sighs> God damn it, this guy's shitty. So, oh, fuck. I almost forgot what my point was because I'm just so angry. Like, I'm just so angry at this dumb shit. Like, how? Who the fuck? I don't understand. Like, 
And, and I guess I guess maybe you should have seen it coming from all the horrible corny shit that he said before that there was never a filter on. But yeah. come on, man. No. Do you not have any Asian friends that you like you you didn't run this by them like, hey, what if I did this type of song? And when none of them like, no, don't do that. That's really dumb. Don't fucking do that. And you know, so, someone someone brought up a point. They were like, uh, a point that I did not agree with. They were like, oh, well, you know, black people in hip hop, they sort of take from Asian culture all the time. You know, that's the thing that happens. It's like, there's a fucking difference. When Wu-Tang Clan named themselves Wu-Tang Clan, it was out of like respect for these oh, movies yeah. that they loved, that they grew up with. And they're like, man, we want to name ourselves after that because because we feel like we're like lyrical, you know, wordsmiths similar to them being like masters of the craft of Kung Fu. That's sort of them paying homage, paying respect to the to these sort of entertainers that came before them. This is there is no respect in this song. It, it just occurred to me also that this little tidbit eluded me that these women uh, showed up, were told what the song was, had to learn the lyrics, then act like they were having sex with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because then that happens. See, here's the thing. They actually have, like, an actual sex scene that happens. And right. so, you know, like, if it was more goofy... And maybe they just didn't show the sex as explicitly. I think maybe you'd be able to be like, oh, this is funny. But when you just show the sex happening, like it's just that takes away a bit of the joke of it, you know? Like, yeah. oh, it's a silly it's scenario of this guy going in and having sex. And then he just had sex with him. It's like, oh, okay. I was 100% waiting for the, again, old as fuck tripe fucking trope bullshit of oh and then a guy came in yeah yeah i was waiting for that shit where uh -huh. even then it's like oh or like in any way for him to just be like for him to look like oh this isn't what i wanted or yeah like th there has to be some sort of expectation and then subversion of that expectation that's where comedy comes from no it's just I wanted to have sex with Asian women. I went to this place with the intent to have sex with Asian women. <laughs> then I had sex with Asian women. The end. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. Like, why was that a story that needed to be told? Um, the only, the only part that made me chuckle a little bit was when he nuts... And then the fucking uh, uh, confetti pops oh, out. Oh, yeah, it's just confetti, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> but at least it was like, that was something that was so ridiculous, you can't help but laugh. Because it happens and you're just like, wait, what? You know? Because you don't expect it. Something happened that I didn't expect. That's why it was funny. But if you're just having a music video, it's just like, I just started having sex with her. And then you're just having sex with her, it's just like, I... Why am I watching this? <laughs> Why am I watching you live out your porn fantasy? Why is this interesting to me? Actually, a pretty smooth transition. <laughs> right, right, right as you say, who wants to hear this? You put something out, you wonder what the audience for this is. Will Smith this week mm -hmm. released an EDM type, almost like dubstep, but not single... Out of the fucking blue, 
Yeah. I wasn't expecting shit from Will Smith ever again. <laughs> you know, I just figured he was done musically. Because why would he have to make music? There's no reason you have to. It's not that bad. It's it's bad. But it's uh it's more confusing than anything, I guess. Yeah, the article tried to make it like, oh, look at look at the worst thing ever, ever, ever. And it's like, not really. No, I mean, that's just fucking Vice Noisy being voice noisy. I mean, uh, Vice Noisy. Just <laughs> Whatever the being fuck they fu- are. Being opportunistic, like, exaggerating for the sake of a headline. I'm not really a big fan of uh, Noisy. I don't really share their stuff very often. But I saw that headline, um, Will Smith's nightmarish attempt at EDM. Uh, one person called it what a midlife crisis sounds like. No. It's it sounds like a Will Smith song from not the way way back, not like the Fresh Prince days, but like Big Willie style sort, maybe closer to that um uh switch, but for whatever reason it has a random EDM breakdown halfway through. Mm-hmm. Now what's confusing to me is that he doesn't seem to get it. Because he does a verse, there's the there's the drop, the bass comes in, the beat plays, but he's still talking over it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't talk over it. You just fucking let that shit play. What are you doing? He's treating it like it's a chorus. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. <laughs> like, and he seems like-, like he wanted to just cash in on a trend so bad that he didn't even take the time to look up how to do it right. And he's doing like... A Jamaican accent, like, randomly in the middle of it? Which, why? Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like, faint that it's just, like, it's hard to even notice that it's happening. But it's like, I know that's not how he talks, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I I don't know. There really isn't too much to say about that. I just really wanted, for people who didn't know that it was a thing, get lit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is the music you get lit to. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. You know what though? I, I, I let's bring it up just to just to say we brought it up on the podcast just for prosperity, right? So Eminem's freestyle. The uh, what, what was it called? What do they call it? The 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 calm before the storm or something? Because this is what I saw a lot of people's response was like, oh. Oh, how brave, you know, being sarcastic. Oh, how brave of Eminem to uh, to say what he said. Oh, wow. When it, when everyone's dissing Trump, how brave of him. Everyone has to, like, if something is wrong, you point it out and you keep pointing it out. And you let more people point it out until change happens. <clears throat> Part of what uh, uh, led to the so much backlash against Vietnam wasn't just the people speaking out against it, but artists speaking out against it. Artists letting other people know that this is a thing that is so important, we're going to put in put it in our music. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there were a lot of protest records back in Vietnam. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Back in the late 60s, early 70s. It's what happens when something important happens in our country. But I guess after the first couple of protest records, these types of people were, were ever so enlightened and they came down talking about, oh, all right, already, we get it. War is pointlessly destructive. We're ambiguous as to whether or not we're the bad guys. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, the thing is, it's about adding to that collective voice to boost a vocal pushback against what's happening. And I said, I say, let the Trump diss records keep coming until they are no longer necessary. I.e., when this doofus is no longer in office. My favorite part 
of the whole thing. And I'm not talking about his freestyle. I'm talking about the response. Because if we're talking about his freestyle, um, you know, pe- people have said it's it's whatever. People have said it's mediocre. You know, it's an Eminem freestyle. We only get them every so often. Yeah, and the th- thing about it is, think about it is, it doesn't focus on the policies or whatever a lot of the time. A lot of the time it's just making fun of him. It's just making fun of how he's orange, you know, and how he's an idiot and how he doesn't know anything and how he's balding. You know, but then when the important parts come in, it's kind of like, this is what was leading you up to that. You weren't going to pay attention if he started off with, here are the important policies that I have opposition to. No! Right. <laughs> it's a freestyle. You have to embarrass the other person. And and the ultimate point was, if you're a fan of mine that supports him, fuck you. Exactly. Which was obviously what he was getting at. But, again, you can't just open your verse by saying, if you listen to my music and you're a Trump supporter, fuck you. Yeah. That that has to come at the end. No, my favorite part is all of the offended, quote-unquote offended, uh, white people mm-hmm. who's, for whatever reason, they decided to respond by rapping. <laughs> oh, God, no. Have you seen this? It's like every white person on Twitter is like, oh yeah, 40-year-old white man raps. It's so easy. I can do it. And they just instantly embarrass themselves. <laughs> Everybody did it. I'm oh, surprised no. you didn't see a single person. No, 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 no. Fucking, I don't need to see that uh, shit. I don't need to see that shit. white um, supremacist Mike Chernovich gave it a try in like three tweets. <laughs> like he had a whole thing laid out. Like, stop it. I heard a guy in the radio try it, and he himself admitted that he had no idea what he's doing. But it's like, then why even fucking do it, dude? <laughs> a guy was speculating that Eminem did it because no one was talking about him? <laughs> and as if Eminem was desperate for attention? Bruh. And it was like, dude, no one's been talking about Eminem since, like, one person said 2002. It's like, dude, he's had, like, three, four <laughs> albums since then. The fuck are you even talking about? If you don't know what you're talking about... Don't say anything. Just shut the fuck up. See, that's the problem with a lot of really dumb white guys. Like, they, th- there's a whole bunch of shit that they don't know, but they feel like they just need to say something anyway. But, and here's my thing. Like, uh, you know, some people say, like, oh, Eminem used to be offensive too, right? You know, Trump is offensive. Eminem used to be offensive. Uh, he used to offend gay people. He used to offend this, that, and third. It's like, yeah, he doesn't do that anymore because he's grown up. And that's what yeah. happens when you grow up. You realize some of the shit you used to do was kind of dumb. Eminem is 40. Trump is 70. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but without any further ado, oh. because this is going ads, we need to keep this shit on point. Keep it and tight. Focused. Yeah. Keep it tight. Absolutely. Like up, up, down, down. Keep those gonads tight. We need to get to our album review. It is The Saga Continues by... The Wu-Tang Clan. Is it? Is it by the Wu-Tang Clan? (laughs) Oh, is that what we're getting at? See, my first question to you, did this album meet or exceed your expectations? No. I didn't think so. Me either. (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was good. I wouldn't say it was great. And even a four feels a little generous. Yeah, it does. Like, it's pretty fucking weak at points, dude. 
there's songs that are straight up garbage too. There's like a couple on here that are like, what the fuck are these even doing here? All right, all right, let's let's get into it. So, right, we start off with the saga continues, which is just RZA fucking around for a minute. Which is yeah, the album needed an intro and an outro for some reason. <laughs> which is not a very good way to introduce the Wu Tang Clan. It's fucking <laughs> like, Wu Tang. The yeah. saga continues. Yo, hey, you guys, is, is it happening? Is it, is it on right now? Is it happening right now? Oh, oh, oh am, I, am I turned on? Wait, hold on. Like, really? That's the strong opener you came in with? Remember the Wu-Tang Forever album where it started out with the fucking two guys talking about religion and, and, and the black god and there is only one god and there is only one faith and, and, and the 85% will just, you know what I mean? Like that was a fucking intro uh, or the second half of the album when for some reason Wu-Tang Forever needed to have two intros <laughs> where he was like, yo, you're coming to this second side of the CD. We're not giving you no bullshit. We're not giving you no whack shit with an R&B motherfucker singing the hook acting like that's going to be the sound of the culture. Meanwhile, 20 oh, years no. later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got R&B singing with auto-tune. <laughs> Yay! Oh, this motherfucker killed me. Yo. <laughs> so, not only is that intro just fucking like, what is this? Okay. Then, for some reason, we start off the very first song with Redman? Like... Um, okay. Well, he starts, cause he starts with the chorus, you know, lesson learned. And then it's like, alright, this is the, well, this is the second single. We'll get to the first one in a second, but, you know, this is one of the singles off of the album and you get Inspector Deck. Oh, of course you start with Inspector Deck with his rap verse. Of course, you gotta start with Inspector Deck. He's, he's the, the sharp, one of the sharpest dudes in the clan. And then the second verse by Redman, who also does the chorus. So Redman is on, like, 85% of the song, and the only Wu member is, like, Inspect the Deck. And, like, okay, this is the first, like, official track off of the album. Where the fuck is the Wu-Tang Clan? Like, this was a Red Man song featuring Inspect the Deck. Like, what was that? And I think it's worth pointing out that, um, while Inspect the Deck is probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite, especially after hearing the, uh, Zarface mm-hmm. albums... Um, and I like the Martin Scarelli references and the disses. Of course Those they had to say that. Fun. Of course they had to say that. Very topical. The fucking opening line. One, I said, two, three one, into the two, three into the foe. I glide like there's simply no traction on the flow. <laughs> it's not a good opening line. If that didn't start with the chorus first, and if that was the very first line to be like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, come oh, on. No. <laughs> you know what your other verses were? I bomb atomically. Socrates' philosophies and hypothesis. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you starting a song like this for? One, two, three. No, take it back. Start over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What, what was with the ending of this track? Yeah, where he's like, ladies and gentlemen. It really sounded like he was trying to hype up. You know, it, it, like when you're on stage and you know, and you're not sure if this guy's gonna do well. It's the first time doing a doing a show, and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mathematics, who's gonna be producing the album instead of the RZA." <sighs> Yay! It's like, stop, stop it. He's introducing the producer, and I love that his fucking 
his credentials? Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to put your hands together for worldwide international producer, worldwide international DJ, and the creator of the Wu-Tang W symbol. That's actually true. I know, but why mention that? <laughs> That's not relevant. That has nothing to do with the album. It is kind of iconic, though. You know? But what does it have to do with the sound of the album? I don't know. I thought that was cool. <laughs> it's not worth bringing up, I don't think. But, and then, all right, and then it, it continues. It continues. And then right. we get to the next song where it starts off with a guy named Hugh Hef. Hugh Hef. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one and only Hugh <laughs> No, not that one. There's a bunch of people like, huh, what? Did he create the Wu-Tang W symbol? No, 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 that, that was mathematics. Wait, I just told you that was mathematics. Yeah, this is Hugh Hef. Hef. Wait, I thought he just died. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Who the fuck is Hugh Hef? I don't know. Well, we're like five minutes into this album. We already have two verses from people who are not Wu-Tang members. And it's just like, are you sure this is a Wu-Tang Clan album? How can we forget Hugh Hef? He was on that Method Man album we reviewed. Oh my god. Speaking of Method Man, literally, I just want to make a version of this album that cuts out everyone but him. Everyone but Meth. Dude, Method Man was the best part of every fucking song. Method Man showed the fuck up. You can tell he showed up at 8 a.m., on the dot, had his rhymes written last night, practiced, you know what I'm saying? He's got his shit tight. These lines keep flowing and they keep going. Dude, shit was off the fucking chain. There was even like, there's even like, I'm pretty sure there's like one or two songs where it's just him. And it's just like, did anyone else show up but him? Like, he just showed First up with all, his fucking best early in the morning. It, it, he sees the the guy unlock, you know, the janitor unlocking the fucking <laughs> studio door, and he shows up, and he's like, "Where is everybody?" <laughs> Dude, first of all, I will absolutely agree with you. Method Man was absolutely the best part of the album. The reason I am questioning is because hmm. if there are two things I know about the rap critic, it is a he loves him some Wu Tang, mm -hmm. and second of all. He loves him some Ghostface. Oh! Where was the love for Ghostface? Ghostface! What the fuck did you do? <laughs> Where is Ghostface? <laughs> Where is Ghostface? Where is Dude, Ghostface? On Wu Tang Forever, you couldn't get rid of this motherfucker! <laughs> The man put out he like was, he was the opposite of Method Man. They're, they're trying to fucking close up, and he wouldn't go. The janitor's trying to kick his ass out, and he's like, "Uh, uh. He, I'm he, sleeping here overnight." He was putting out album after fucking album from like 1996 to 2006. You couldn't stop this motherfucker. Where the fuck is? He? You know where you saw him? He has one verse on track 16. Are you fucking kidding me? What was that one chorus he did that was like, um, it was horrible. It was like, uh, uh, Ghostface Killer sounds like he's in another room. <laughs> Are you talking about the one that sounds like it's really badly edited? <laughs> yeah. Most of us pay Papa selling drugs in the rain. Don't swear to the truck next to the front. Like, it's what? cutting him off like mid word. <laughs> yeah, it's like it sounded so bad. Ghostface and Ray—they used to be the fucking dynamic duo. 
And you couldn't keep those motherfuckers off of a verse together. Ghostface was peppered all over Raekwon's first album. It might as well have been his. But on this one, it's like, did these motherfuckers even greet each other <laughs> when this fucking thing was being made? Like, Jesus. And, and Ray has a good verse on Fast and Furious. It's, it's kind of interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it actually has, you know, the opposite of what fucking Hobson does, which is like, Hey, here's a verse that you think is going somewhere, but it throws you off near the end because, you know, that's how verses are, that's how interesting things are supposed to go. But, and then, and then, like, every skit on this album is like, that's where they decided to put the, um, the samples, which is weird. And, and even then, it kind of felt like they were obligated yeah, it really like, felt like a... Hey, you know, we're Wu-Tang, they're gonna expect the Kung Fu movie samples, we gotta put them in there somewhere, I guess. It's like, make them related to... You know what was interesting on the last album? That that song, Necklace. You could you could say that you didn't like it, but it was kind of interesting how it was sort of like the chorus of the song. With the, brother, I think that necklace is giving you trouble. <laughs> there are literally two songs where it's just fucking Method Man. How does that happen? You've got nine motherfucking members! How do you not get a, How do you have t- How do you have time for one person to have two songs? You know what I mean? You think it'd be everyone going like, No, I get this song. No, I get this song. You know what I mean? You think motherfuckers should be falling over each other to put a verse in. You know? You think, like, how blasé do you have to feel about what should be one of the most legendary groups of all time? Or you're just like, eh, I guess I'll do a verse. Like, what the fuck? Method Man has like two or three goddamn songs on here. Meanwhile, you got nowhere to be found. Oh yeah, that's true. He's literally you don't no hear a sample. God. You don't hear a fucking vocal sample. ODB's on this fucking album, and that motherfucker's dead. What excuse does you got have? Dude, I seriously think some folks were just like, nah. <laughs> but like, Dude, because, I mean, you gotta admit. You got to. In 2017, Wu-Tang doesn't hold the same weight that it once did. But you wanna the know- The name doesn't resonate as much as it did. Some Definitely. of the individual names do, mm-hmm. but even then, not so much. But think about it. When that uh, secret album thing came out, people mm. started talking again. Because there was something interesting to talk about. You know what makes your legacy even shittier? When you specifically don't show up, and when you do, you're contributing weak shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Method Man sounds like a dude who's on the fucking ball. Where the fuck is everybody else? Like, if you're, if you're gonna do something like this, just don't do it. Don't fucking make this album knowing goddamn well you've made two classics, two or three classics in the past. Don't waste mm-hmm. the fucking audience's time with this shit let's not forget that that secret album was basically just an album of outtakes and songs that they didn't want to put on an official release yeah that's what so i even heard that album probably isn't any good <laughs> 
this might as well have been the fucking secret album for all I care. <laughs> what if it was? <laughs> D- dude, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they just fucking put it out and were like, eh, you know, how do you feel about the cover? Um, it's not special. You're like, the dragon in the background is like, oh, that's cool. It would be cool if, you know, they put that up there, like, instead of, like, behind the name. I feel weird that they're trying to make this seem like it's what we're accustomed to. <laughs> yeah, the saga continues. Does it? What saga? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what does, what's the saga we're even talking about? The saga continues sounds too epic. It, it, it just needs to be replaced with, well, they're still here. That needs to be the phrase. Yep, most of them are still kind of here. That's what the name of this album needs to be. Most of them are kind of here. The saga continues sounds way too epic for what the fuck this album is going to give you. When did they officially change the name from Wu-Tang Clan to Wu-Tang? Oh yeah, you don't see Clan up there. No, it's just Wu-Tang. But, uh, alright. Maybe that's like a legal thing. (laughs) Well, they're not all here, so it's technically not... Well, oh yeah, maybe that's it. They're not all here, and we didn't want people to think that's what it was, so <laughs> we're just calling it Wu-Tang, so it's like it's like the Wu-Tang light. You're not getting all of us. <laughs> even, even looking at the cover, you're seeing all these uh, these animated representations. Because they couldn't get them in one picture. <laughs> and then there's like a weird alien cyborg in the back. Is that Hugh Hef? I, I don't know. I think I'm supposed to be Ghostface Killer. Since when is he a cyborg? (laughs) I'm so out of the loop. I don't know who's what anymore. I don't know when Ghostface decided to turn into a weird cyborg alien. So, um... That didn't come across in his badly edited verse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck off. And then... like, shit. And then you had Chris Rivers, who is uh, Big Pun's son. Oh, okay. He came and he was pretty nice. You know? I was mm. like, alright. Needed a better song to be on. And, and that's the problem. Like, some of these verses aren't even bad. It's the choruses that are shit. Like, there's one song, uh, the If What You Say Is True, where he literally just goes, imitates the Kung Fu voice guy and goes, If What You Say Is True. It's like, stop it. I, that was really embarrassing. Like, we get it. It's a sample of the original out. Ha ha. Stop it. That We're should not be to the chorus. Seem like it's thirty six chambers. It's not <laughs> exactly. Stop. That's the weird thing. It's like they they uh, they uh, said like, oh yeah, mathematics got Riz's blessing to produce this album and try to make it sound like it's like stop trying to make it sound like do something new, do something interesting. No, it was the G up. Yeah, that was the most confusing one. You know, you have Method Man, of course, it gives you a good verse, and then. You have the murder niggas luxurious banks. I was straight caked out. The Corleone, uh, you know, Raekwon doing his verse. And then Nzzy Jones. The drink sipping, no slipping, weed women, no getting, no... It was like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Who who wanted this? <laughs> no one asked for auto-tune over a Wu-Tang Clan song, bro. <laughs> like, that's your only version of doing something new? Just slap auto-tune on the shit? But other than that, it all just sounds like the sort of generic sound that Wu-Tang has sort of just been sounding like. It's the sort of, it sounds semi-epic, you know, it's always like a sample going on. You know what I mean? Like, these songs all sound the same, and there's nothing that makes them pop. RZA's songs back then, they always popped. 
you know? And it's sort of what, what this album feels like it did is that it, it's one of those things where it feels like we boiled down all of the elements of what makes a RZA song, you know, the most interesting and the least interesting into this middle ground of production. That's what this album feels like. And then what the fuck is Birdo and the Fiend? What the fuck was that? Ghostface Killah hasn't said anything on this album so far. And the one time they decide to have him in is like this random story about someone beating the shit out of a crack fiend. And I thought it was weird how they tried to save conscious stuff for the skits oh god oh god we gotta talk about this shit that 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 was the fucking uh the asshole we were talking about before yeah family is shaharaja ali why the hell is she on this album i don't know but it was one of those things i was just like listening to it and then i kind of like remembered like oh yeah wu-tang albums did always sort of have this sort of questionable element to them you know, like, in the first album, uh, I mean, the Wu-Tang album where they're like, the white man is the devil, and he was made from Yaku, the, the serpent of the... It's just like, huh? What? Okay, I'm just gonna pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> but, so, we have this fucking sample of Ali, and if anyone, if you don't remember her, uh, I brought her up on uh, on Twitter... Uh, she was the person that, uh, in Living Color made fun of. That, that skit from back in the day, the, the true way for a black man to live. And it was making fun of the fact that, like, her book was telling black men that they should slap women in the mouth if they, if they start getting too lippy. And it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, you know, you look at the skit and you think like, oh, he's, they're exaggerating. Oh, this is a joke. I found the quote. Because cause in, in the parody, in this In Living Color parody, they're like, you know, it's like, well, if your girlfriend gives you, it, it says that she didn't make dinner, what should you do? Should you take her out for dinner like a gentleman because, you know, she's had a hard day taking care of the kids? Should you, uh, you know, uh, take care of the kids yourself and let her, you know, have time to make dinner? Or should you give a, a open-handed slap in the mouth? <laughs> and it was like, the answer is, of course, see, give her an open-handed slap in the mouth. <laughs> And, like, every fucking skit, like, every uh, scenario ended that way. And, yeah. um, you know, and it was like, just in case you think they're exaggerating, literally, literally, I quote from her book, the black woman's brain is smaller than the black man's. So her thought process, her thought processes do not compare to the conscious black man's. Her unbridled tongue is why she cannot get along with the black man. If she ignores the superiority of the black man, there is a penalty. When she crosses this line and becomes insulting, it is time for the black man to soundly slap her in the mouth. That is a quote. So get the fuck out of here, Wu-Tang Clan, sampling this crazy woman. Whose ideology in in the clan is this? Whose idea was this? Fucking mathematics? It has to be because he produced it. I don't I don't get it at all. It comes out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, and then and then you have the next song, Oh, why, 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 why? And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> like like I said before, oh, police brutality is messed up. We didn't do nothing and da-da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, like I said, a couple of years ago, you literally had an interview where you were like, if black people just pulled the pants up. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, fucking sit down, Riza. Sit down. <laughs> You know, like every time he has a verse on this fucking song, he talks about police brutality. And it's like, dude, I already heard you. I heard what you had to say. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. 
You know, it's just, ugh. I got stamina, a long dick a bird till she sings out, la 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 la, Bobby Dick, convert Lady Gaga back to heterosexual. Like, um, I mean. He's trash on this album. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, it was like, I didn't even, like, 100%, like, I'm not a real follower of Lady Gaga, but I was like, I'm pretty sure she's bisexual, so, like. Yeah, she isn't a lesbian, (laughs) Yeah, so even as a bragging point, that's, like, only half of a good line. Like, that only half works, you know what I mean? And why even bring that shit? Exactly. None of this shit feels like Wu-Tang. Yeah, and and then... This isn't Wu-Tang. And then he goes like, plus I'm federal. When it comes to making dollars... (laughs) Remember that part? Where it's like, it just randomly slows down parts of his words. It was like, why? (laughs) Like, Jiggerman, if you hear me, fucking holla. Like, what what, what are you doing? There never needs to be a day where I hear more Capadonna on a Wu-Tang Clan album than I hear The Genius. Come the fuck on now. And Riz is all over this song because, uh, all over this album because, you know, <laughs> you know, it was probably like, he's probably the main person who gets paid for this shit. That's probably why. You, you ever think, like, that's the reason why the Wu-Tang Clan is, like, not really united anymore? Because, like, Rizzo's probably did some shit where he's like, I get 50% of everything, and the rest of them don't get as much. And so they're like, fuck you whenever you want to do a reunion, because I know it's just to get your fucking paycheck. You know what I mean? exactly. Because, like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me, because it's like, does this, like, does the Wu-Tang Clan, like, does the legacy of this group not mean anything to anyone in this group? What was that fucking one song? Pearl Harbor. The song's called Pearl Harbor, but... It has nothing to do with Pearl Harbor. <laughs> like, what does he say? He says, criminology, bee soup wallabies, ghost face killers with degrees in gynecology, shoot your old lady in her privacy. <laughs> yeah, those fucking lines, dude. That was crap. What? <laughs> Shoot her in her privacy. And then a bunch of ho ho ho's wanna ride with me. And then in the back goes Hey Santa <laughs> Like goes That made me laugh, but it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Hey Santa <laughs> Like the ho 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 shit has been played out since nineteen ninety four. Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then and then what is this? <laughs> he says Uh, I used to be a Southern Baptist, evangelist, appeared with seven candlesticks. Now the Quran is on my mantle. I meditate before I channel this energy from the North. And then he just starts making a bunch of comic book references. Like, literally, that's how the album ends. It doesn't end as much as just fucking cut off. (laughs) Like, it's literally, literally this motherfucker is saying, the Quran is on my mantle. You know, like, I, I learned the lessons from the gods and the wisdoms of their teachings. And then he starts saying, my strong game in front of Clark Kent. I finger fuck Lois Lane. At the same time, I pickpocket Bruce Wayne. I got his credit card, his ID, and assets to his cave. Like, huh? What? That's not a real person. What are you talking about? Like, you're literally, you ended this album by bragging about something that I know you didn't do because these characters aren't real. (laughs) And, like, that's the end. Like, it literally, 
It, it literally just cut. It's not like a fade out from the music. It's like you hear the beat going, and it's like it's just like at the same time a pickpocket Bruce Wayne got his credit card, his ID, access to his cape, and it just cuts off. And then like it, it was so abrupt, my brain like I just like I couldn't help it. Like right after it ended, I just went like, "What the fuck?" And then it just and then of course because it's on Spotify, it like started another album. So it was just like this awkward moment of like I figure fuck Lois Wayne, and I got the the keys to Bruce Wayne's cave. <laughs> And then it just cuts off and then, what the fuck? And then the next song starts. What, what would you give this? Look, I've been trashing this album for the past 40 minutes. Yeah. I don't even think you've said anything. I think this is for me shit talking. <laughs> I haven't said a whole lot because, because yeah, like, I, there isn't really much to say. And whatever there is to say, you, you've said it. You are more the authority when it comes to Wu-Tang. So I really wanted to hear... Your thoughts. And honestly, if you were, like, gushing about this album, then, yeah, you would have heard a lot from me. So, But I had a feeling I wasn't going to. I had a feeling we were going to be on the same page about this. It's with a heavy heart <laughs> that, you know, like, because, like I said, you know, some of the beats are, are good. A lot of them are monotonous. <clears throat> Method Man is on a disproportionate amount of this album. So he's partially <laughs> what actually, he's probably, like... 50% of the good side of this rating. So, yeah, like a three and a half. I give it a three and a half, too. Yeah. And yep. and it's, it's not the good three and a half, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, no. You know, there's some albums that was like, it did good at some points, but there were some points that kind of docked it. So, uh, you know, like, it was trying. No, this is a sort of, Method Man did his best, and that's what gave it this rating. But everything else, good lord. And just the fact that he had, I think it's the fact that he had two songs, two solo songs on here that provided mm. good verses that allowed, probably, that pulled this rating up a lot more than it should have been, you know? But just the fact that it's like, the clan is in complete disarray at this point. You got nowhere to be fucking found. ODB's passed on, you know, but I mean, they, they can't really do anything about that. No. <laughs> uh, RZA's fucking lost his marbles. Well, he hasn't lost them. They're they're all on his mouth, but you know. <laughs> I, I think the most we can hope for at this point, and it's been proven, mm-hmm. is um interesting, exciting solo albums. Yeah. Like uh Method Man's from what, 2 years ago? Um the uh Zarface project mm-hmm. that Inspector Deck has done. He's already done three albums with this character two or three Mm -hmm. um but as a collective you you can't expect it to deliver especially not to the level that you've heard them before you're we're never gonna hear wu-tang as a group as good as we've heard them in the past yeah there's just no way there's no, no no two bones about it because we're, because the the passion's gone, the energy's gone. Definitely, the desire to put like why, 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 why on this entire album was there not a single track that was just like mini verses from everybody? There wasn't a single posse cut. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't realize that. Why not? There was all two or three on every single one. Like they couldn't even fu- be fucking bothered. Which which brings up the question, like you said before about. Uh, Ghostface sounding like shit in that chorus. Mm-hmm. Did they just fucking email MP3s? <laughs> like, 
Like, did they actually work on this together, or was this just fucking everybody CCing to fucking mathematics? Alright, here you go, put the shit together. And nobody was ever in the same studio together. That has to be the case. Especially- and, and if that's the case, what happened? Like, why are they in such bad terms? It, and if that's the case, why fucking bother? Why are you wasting people's time? And there isn't a demand for it either. Like, nobody's waiting with bated breath like, oh my god, I can't wait for the new Wu-Tang. Th- that's not a thing. I remember when I was like 15 and shit, and I was like, man, it wouldn't oh, it be sure. cool if Wu-Tang Clan put out another album? And then they put out the eight diagrams, and and everyone was like, nah, it wouldn't be. <laughs> the album features all Wu-Tang Clan members except you, God, due to its legal issues with the group over royalties. Aha! I fucking knew it! I hmm. fucking knew it! <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? Whoa, wait a minute. The saga continues as a compilation album by Wu-Tang, and the group name was shortened to Wu-Tang, no hyphen, and no clan, because it is not an official studio album. Oh. Instead, it's Mathematics album with Wu-Tang clan features on it. Oh. Fuck out of here! No, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed. That's some useful information we could have had before this review. <laughs> Dude, but no, that's not fair. You shouldn't be able to be like, oh, it's the Wu Tang. Huh? Look, Wu Tang. Huh? Wu Tang. I mean, you know, I produce it and make sure. So technically, I just got the verses and with the blessing of the resident. But it's Wu Tang. No. Ugh. You don't do shit like that. You know, like, like, wow, that's such bullshit. When Wu Tang did the 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 indie stuff, they called it Wu Tang meets indie culture, and so it was like, oh, right. it's clear that it's going to be a compilation. If you just call it Wu Tang, the saga continues. What the fuck else am I supposed to think of that? Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Uh, man, quite the letdown of the review, but. Nonetheless, thank you very much for checking us out this week. If this is your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash goingoffpodcast, and you can subscribe to our show on iTunes. Just search Going Off Podcast. Follow myself and Rap Critic on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and if you have extra money laying around, help us out by checking out our Patreon pages. And until next week for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. If what you say is true, Wu-Tang and Shaolin kind of suck now.